Hi, I'm Janelle. And I'm Monique. And welcome to Is Marriage Worth It? We are just two single chicks, girls, women. Anything but females. Trying to figure out what marriage is like and is it worth it? I'm assuming the best place to get the answers is from married people. Maybe engaged people, newlyweds, and even other singles. Each episode, we will have a guest answering different questions we have or that you may have about marriage. Join us as we try to figure out, is marriage worth it? And if it is, I wonder if my future husband or yours is listening right now. Hi, I'm Monique. And I'm Janelle. And welcome back to another episode of Is Marriage Worth It? Our guest today is Amanda. And I found Amanda on Twitter. She is also a podcaster. And so I was listening to her podcast and I realized... I'm just going to invite her to be on the podcast. And thankfully, she said yes. So thank you, Amanda, for agreeing to be on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I love your I feel like we both have similar like try to get your attention titles to our podcast. So (laughs) I've been listening to yours and I, I just you cover like the whole scope. So I'm excited to be on. Awesome. So to kick things off, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Amanda. I'm 30 years old. I live in the Boston area. I started a podcast called Dating Will Be the Death of Me two years ago. I have been on a lot of dates, a lot of great dates and a lot of really awful dates. I The podcast was something hard for me to kind of actually get started because I have kind of a private life. Um, I'm a high school teacher. So the thought of anyone finding out about it was horrifying, but enough of my friends said that I should get my stories out there. So that's been an adventure and just connecting with people like Monique and Janelle. It's it's so cool just to get um, in touch with people that I might never have come across and might never have had the chance to talk to uh, if I didn't do a podcast. So I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So just for our audience, what is your marital status? So I'm not married. I'm currently in a relationship, a serious relationship that I could see going that way. This is the first time that I've, as not just a young person that thought, oh, I'm going to marry this person. This is someone that I maturely and responsibly see myself with in the future. So Okay. Yay. <laughs> so it's so listening to you say that now, I started at the beginning of your podcast. So I've heard like the previous stuff. So I haven't caught up. I'm not up yeah. late yet. <laughs> I've come I've come a long way from <laughs> episode one. Yeah. It it still feels weird to say because I mean, if anyone's listened to any of my horror stories, I have wanted to give up on dating so many times because it just seemed like there was no one out there for me. But yeah, this, I don't want to jinx it. Even now I'm like, I feel so secure in it, but I still feel like I'm going to jinx it and something's going to go sideways, but hopefully not. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> so how did you meet your current boyfriend? Yeah. So after being on basically every dating app, Uh, except for one, which was Facebook dating, because I had heard horror stories about it. Don't do it. No, I did it. That's where we met. What? (laughs) Yes. And I'm like, it doesn't make any sense because I had not seen him on any other dating app. He's 20 minutes away. Like he lives 20 minutes away. Mm -hmm. He's my age, stable, good family, good job. Like it doesn't make sense. Cause I was on Facebook dating for maybe three weeks, getting connected with people in like Canada in Florida. It just a lot of weirdos. So I don't know. I think maybe that's part of why I don't believe that it's going so well because there was, a <laughs> everyone says that everyone's like, don't do Facebook dating. It's definitely not where I feel like a lot of people have been able to find luck. So I don't know. <laughs> Not you having me relook at Facebook dating. 
I think I did Facebook dating for 2.5 seconds and was like, oh no, I'm over it. I talked yeah. to two people and was just like, this is stupid. <laughs> because it's like you said, it's like super randos. And they were just like, I was like, what is your age range? Because you are very much at the edge of mine. And I was sure that they were going for younger. And I was just like, this is so weird. I did not like it. But maybe not really like it. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you been in this relationship? So it's seven months, which is still, I think that's also, yeah. There's so many things that make me want to pause before. But it's a feeling mm-hmm. where I just feel like safe and secure, but it's only been seven months. Um, but again, he lives 20 minutes away. So we've been able to see each other like two or three times a week. We did a stay in Portland, Maine, which is close by like an overnight stay. And then we have a trip in August, which I feel like everyone always says travel with your partner before you really settle down. So that'll be a nice little test for us to see how it goes. (laughs) But seven months of knowing each other, Uh, It was that kind of conversation where I asked like, oh, do you want to be boyfriend and girlfriend? And he kind of was like, I thought we already were. So I, I consider our like anniversary New Year's Eve, which is when I had the balls to finally ask him (laughs) like boyfriend, girlfriend. So. Uh, It sounds like the start of a movie. (laughs) Well, I don't know if Monique, if you've gotten to the episode, but. New Year's Eve was a tumultuous night. I won't spoil anything. And also anyone that wants to listen can go listen to that episode. But it, yeah, it wasn't looking too hopeful in the beginning of the night. So that's all I'll say. <laughs> I am going to have to go. I might just have to skip the episodes that I've been on and go straight to that one. Hot scotch a few. Yeah. So before we talk about this relationship a little bit more, Let's go back into just what was dating like for you before you met this current guy. Yeah. So I, before I graduated college, it was very much meeting people naturally, like out in the wild. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a high school boyfriend for two years, my college boyfriend for three years. And then I feel like when I graduated college, and broke up with my college boyfriend, it was like, oh my gosh, there's this whole new world of dating. Tinder was just becoming a thing. Bumble was becoming a thing. So I think I was like, I'm going to do my whole thing. I'm going to, you know, go out on dates and and meet people through the apps. And it was fun. It was, it was waves. It was fun. Then it was too much. And it was fun. It was too much. And I think, yeah, like I said, I went on a lot of dates, but for the most part, I just tried to have as most as much fun as I could without getting caught up in, in all the drama. But there was obviously still drama. <laughs> so um, overall, I think it was it was fun. It was meeting a lot of people. And I've even kind of kept some friends that I had been on dates with. Like we still keep in touch and not at all in like an inappropriate or like flirty way. It's just mm-hmm. it didn't work out romantically and we never even got to that point but it was like oh you're a cool person and and I would like to keep in touch with you so there's definitely been good that come came out of it other than the relationship I'm in nice so with those well with the exception of Bumble because I know you have to say as the woman for Bumble you have to speak first but with everything else were you the one to make the first move or did you kind of wait after you matched I feel like it was 50 50 in the beginning. I definitely was more like, Oh, the guy has to ask me. I don't want to be the one to put myself out there, but probably after like 24, 25 years old, I was like, I'm confident if I'm into someone, I'm going to ask them. But I feel like it was pretty 50 50, which is why I think Bumble sometimes did annoy me. Cause I'm like, that guy is cute, but like, I've already talked to three boys today. I don't want to have to start another conversation. So it's like <laughs> kind of the burnout that comes with, with online dating. Absolutely. Did you cycle through the same openers or were you on the more creative side? I was not creative at all. I don't know. Were you guys creative? Cause it felt it like was exhausting for me. 
I had a prompt, but I don't remember what it was now. But I, I recycled. I was like, yeah, I want the same so that I can like get an idea of if you're going to be funny or if you're going to just be like annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Something about like brick. I think it was like breakfast cereal was the last prompt I was using. Okay. That's interesting. It's like random, which I I feel like that is fun to get people's answers because they're not expecting it either. So like, Ooh, (laughs) right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, everything else kind of, it's like breakfast or pancakes or waffles I really don't remember it's yeah been a couple years <laughs> I think I gave up on officially I think I can say I gave up on online dating I just realized I didn't have the time for it Couldn't it do does it. feel like, yeah it's like a second I would love to have had like a uh what do you call it an assistant <laughs> to vet through people because thousand percent yeah <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's like a job. I would love to do that as, you know, help someone else out. (laughs) That makes sense. I'm just like, I would hire somebody to do that. Screen through it. You know what I like. Send me the ones that could potentially be worth my time. Yeah. They're They're called matchmakers and they're quite expensive. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) I know I've watched those shows on Netflix um, where it's, yeah, it's like Jewish matchmaking and they, it's very intense and they match with people that like might not even be near you. I'd help out the, the local people and mm-hmm. it's $10. <laughs> 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 because it's fun when it's not you. Like I love looking at my friends dating profiles and I'm like, Oh, like you should put this picture instead because it makes you look super hot or whatever. I'm like, show me who you're talking to. But it's fun. I would do it for free. Let me know if anyone wants me to do it for free. <laughs> After this podcast, I may be sending you my information. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So while you were on the apps, were you still, were you meeting people organically too? Or was it just the apps? Because I feel like it's either one or the other. Like very rarely is it both. Yeah, like more rarely in person. Um, Because I feel like when I was going out, I'd be going out with friends. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not looking to meet guys. I'm looking to hang out with my friends because we don't see each other a ton. Mm -hmm. But oddly enough, I would be out on like, I had a Bumble date that I ended up meeting a friend of the Bumble date. And then we ended up dating. (laughs) And then there was a third person in the friend group and then we ended up dating. So <laughs> it's, it was so messy and I don't recommend it to anyone, <laughs> but it was literally, yeah, met through online dating and organically. <laughs> but yeah, I would, would not recommend that. <laughs> with your online dating experience, how long did it take you to get from chatting with them online to if it made it to a date meeting in person? Again, it would be so like dependent on the person and the time. Cause being a teacher, I have very little time during the school year, like during the week. Mm-hmm. And then the, during the summer, I have so much time. So during the summer, I'd be, you know, match with someone maybe on a Tuesday and on Wednesday be like, do you want to like grab drinks after your work? Cause I have all mm-hmm. the time to get ready. And so it could be as quick as the same day sometimes even, uh, or, I usually want to talk to someone for more than three or four weeks because I don't really, I found that you don't really get the vibe of someone unless you meet in person or if you FaceTime or talk on the phone, but I don't generally like doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I I tried to do it more quickly because I feel like people were, not that I got catfished by anyone, but people were like more smooth or like more personable through text and then we meet in person and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm not going to waste my time <laughs> So, and I know some people, it's the exact opposite. They'd rather talk for a while and like make sure that they do have a lot in common, but mm-hmm. meeting pretty quickly worked for me. Um, with my current boyfriend, it did take us like three or four weeks because we were going to meet one week and then he got sick. Then I went on a trip with my friends and then the next week we met up. So it was longer than I wanted, but 
I guess it was worth the wait. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's kind of the opposite of what you were saying. So with your current boyfriend. So it's just like, hmm, things could be different. Right. I know. Do you guys find that you like to talk to someone longer or meet up quickly? So I was talking longer and then um, I decided I didn't want to just like, because it ends up getting into that like fizzling and then you just like mutually ghost each other. (laughs) So I, I then tried to be like, okay, let's like meet as soon as possible, like within a week of chatting. And so I try to set up a date and that should be my first clue. I was the one setting it up. And then, so I messaged this person, I was leaving work. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm like leaving now. And then I was just like, let me check this event. Cause it was like in the winter time. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those like, um, like the zoo in our city has um, like night shows or whatever, like the zoo with lights. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, I've always wanted to do that. So like, let's do this. Not realizing it's a weekend thing. It doesn't happen on a Thursday. So I reached out and was just like, hey, um, we, it looks like it's not um, a thing. Do you still want to hang out? And I got like nothing. And I was like, you know what? I could go home. So I went home and that's what I was like. I would like it off the app as soon as possible, but like you have to give me something back. Yeah. I'm going to go home. (laughs) Because you don't want to waste your night. Like you could being at home and just relaxing is so much better than wasting your time. Absolutely. So I am definitely the, I have to talk to you online for a little bit longer just to make sure that I know you're interested enough. Mm -hmm. Because so we'll have conversations, have conversations. If I start to feel comfortable with them online, then I'm just like, all right, I'm ready to meet up in person. And then the thing is, you know, meet in a public space. Absolutely. Yeah. Then text a couple of friends that this is my location. This is who I am with. Yep. That's how that goes. But I tend to uh, talk to the person online for a little bit longer because I'm just that type of person. I'm a little bit more on the shy side when it comes to meeting potential partners. If that makes sense. Yeah. I was like, I love meeting new people, but like <laughs> if, <laughs> I can meet new people all day, unless it may be somebody that I'm interested in. Go figure. Right. <laughs> so in the dating world, what's been the best date you have been on? I feel like I have to say my first date with, <laughs> but it, it was. So we like bonded over our love for pizza and ended up going to this pizza place that I had always heard about. It's supposed to be one of the best in the area, like in Massachusetts. And he had never been either, even though it's like eight minutes from his house. So our plan was to go there and just have pizza, have a few drinks. It was a Wednesday night. So I wake up to school at five in the morning, like it's going to be an early night. So it was not an early night by any means. We like connected, we clicked so quickly, had pizza, had a few drinks. And then we're like, we want to keep hanging out. But the place we were at was kind of closing and like getting kind of, you know, fizzling out. So we went to the second bar and I didn't know this until later, but on our way to the second bar, his phone died and he had never been to this bar and he had no clue how to get there. So he stopped at a, a convenience store and asked, how do I get to this place? And thankfully it was, you know, easy to give directions to. And he was able to meet me. Cause I told him, I, I said, if you didn't show up, like I would not have talked to you again. So <laughs> oh, for sure. I would have been ghosted and that's it. Yeah. And even but like, it was an accident. Me, I, know, I, know, I know, but I was so, I was so fed up with that had been maybe two months after I had someone that was going to we had known each other for like a year and a half. He was supposed to come over and then he literally disappeared off the face of the earth. So I had, that was kind of like Mm -hmm. a a trigger point for me. So thankfully he did make it to the bar and then would not recommend this because like stranger danger, but he ended up coming back to my house. We watched music videos and like danced in my living room until three in the morning. And then (laughs) 
I had to School wake up. next day. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> I was in such like a daze. I actually got in my car and started driving, realized I didn't have a bra on. So I had to turn around. <laughs> and I called them at 6 a.m. I'm like, oh my God, I, this just happened. But it was just, it was comfort from the beginning. And I think that was the most important thing. Like it was a, it was a fun date, but I think in the past I was looking for kind of the crazy, you know, like, I guess we did stay up all night, but you know, go to a club until whatever time Mm -hmm. and kind of the more, I don't know what you would call it, but this was just comfort. It was quick. And, you know, I was singing and dancing in front of him and I don't do that unless I'm like comfortable with people. So It was easy. And then there was no, none of that worry about, oh my gosh, is there going to be a second date? Did he like me? It was just from the beginning, he was very good about letting me know where he was and and I let him know where I was. And it luckily was, we're on the same page. So yeah. If you have another great date, if you don't want to use this one. (laughs) What was that? If you have another great date, because that one sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've had like the marathon dates where, you know, you meet someone. I mean, I would like I'm thinking about if I ever had a daughter and she told me that she went home with anyone on a first date, I would be like, you're so dumb. But <laughs> like, um, luckily, I've never been kidnapped or murdered. So just the dates where like it feels easy. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, none of them have, I've never left any of the other ones feeling like, oh, this is someone that I could really see myself with. Yeah. It was always just more of a fun fling. Yeah, so. that was fun. And then you move on. Yeah, exactly. For dates, do you plan dates, prefer them to plan dates or 50-50? I, I like them to plan the date. I'm so bad with deciding anything. <laughs> even picking a movie or picking a show, like I don't like making decisions. And especially if I don't know someone (laughs) and I don't know what they're going to like. My only thing is I like someone that is conscientious of me as well. Like I've dated people that live, you know, an hour away. Mm -hmm. And if they're like, Oh, come up, you know, this bar is right down the street for me. And it's like, that's not really fair. (laughs) Like it should be, convenient and also interesting for both people so I yeah I'd rather them plan but I'd also like obviously want them to consider me in their planning that makes sense though what do you guys prefer if I ask I'll plan if you ask you plan okay that's easy (laughs) yeah so so if you ask me out, you you make the plans. Almost to the point where it's not even like, well, do you want to go to a movie? No, it's all you. You make the plans. Only thing will be like, do you like scary movies? I'd be like, no. If I went <laughs> to a scary movie, I would go home. <laughs> I prefer that they plan. If it's a first date, especially on a first date, I prefer that they plan after that. If I want to do something and I ask them out, then I'll plan it. But first date, I'm one of those. You plan it. Tell me what time. Tell me where to show up. You should kind of know my interest and likes already. So you would know that, hey, first date, we're not going to the movies because I can't get to know you. Yeah, that makes sense because you said you like to talk to them longer. So if they don't yeah. have an idea of what you would want to do, then that's kind of like, what were you paying attention to the conversation <laughs> you were having? Exactly. So it's like literally when I know if they plan a first date to the movies, I'm just like, so this whole time that we've been talking for like three, four weeks, you learned absolutely nothing. <laughs> Not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good vetting technique for sure. And I guess, like you said, it works because I take the time. So those that are just like, oh, we'll meet like within whatever, you don't really get to know. So but with me, it's an easy point to know, hey, I've dropped hints of things that I like. You should know different things about me already. So mm-hmm. with that. So, oh, I've asked you, what's your best date? So what's the opposite? What's the worst date you've ever been on? 
I've had some pretty bad ones. Um, the worst one, I mean, the one that always comes to mind, you might have already, like my first episode with the the guy, <laughs> we went to dinner and it was going well. And then we got our food. So I'm mid eating my meal and he goes, oh, can I ask you or can I tell you something? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like it's a first date. I want to know things about you. And he was, he was like, I like to lick eyeballs. Like, That's not real life. It, it was. Unfortunately, it was. And I, like I was that. like, oh, okay. And I'm like, thank God we were in a public place. Because I probably, I don't even know, would have been murdered or would have fainted or I don't know. But I, yeah, that was, that was a lot. Um. It's the logistics of it that... <laughs> Because I, I feel like I've heard this on the internet before. And I was just like, that's not, that can't be real. Like, how do you lick an eyeball? I don't, how do you find out that you like that also? Exactly. Because a, a lot of things you like, you accidentally did. How did you accidentally lick somebody's eyeball? I didn't stay and ask questions. Of course not. No, that's an immediate <laughs> shutdown. And it's like, I don't. I don't want to yuck your yum, but that right. is a yuck because it's so, the human mouth is so disgusting and eyes are so sensitive. Yeah. Yeah, you're asking for an eye you disease. Like pink eye? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so it's sorry. Okay. I, Love you. I feel like I would have been like, waiter, I need this packed up. Let's go. I wish I like, I wish I asked <laughs> I wish I told the waiter. I'm like, this just happened. <laughs> Go to the bathroom. Can you do damage control? Yeah, it was weird. But then I ended up running into him at a bar. He was the bartender. And he basically, me and my friend were drunk. And he thought we were making fun of his friend, who was also a bartender. But it was a whole thing. So he yelled at us. And I was like, oh, don't have to worry about you ever looking my eyeball. Ever again. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Were you uh, making fun of his coworker friend or was he just mad that it just never went past that date? We literally just said that he, his friend was dressed like he was in a very florally shirt with a uh, scarf. So I was like, oh my God, he looks like the 70s. I was like, oh my God, he kind of looks like Fez from that 70s show. And <laughs> I told her, so I didn't think that was like, Fez is kind of the cute, you know, suave yeah. one. So we told him that and that said his friend off um so yeah he could have just been mad at me because and then that just set him off but it was weird it was a bullet both times 100 <laughs> percent dodged a tongue and a bullet <laughs> so with um that did you ever get into dating after you went on these dates or were they more so just a couple of dates here and there, but they didn't turn into relationships. So actually the first person I dated on Tinder after my college boyfriend, we dated for two years. And then after that, my friend set me up with someone. So that was like a natural one. We dated for a few months, but I think the longest, yeah, the longest one was the Tinder relationship. That was about two years. And then every other one was kind of like six months or less because mm -hmm. we would click. It would be really fun. But then we would start to see, OK, there's certain values or things that just weren't aligning. And yeah, those those three to six month relationships would be the longest. And then, like I said, I have some friends that I've kept in touch with that I met through the apps. But yeah, other than other than the Tinder one and then this one, those are the only like serious ones, I guess. I mean, I think the other ones at the time I thought were serious, but looking back, I'm like, you no. so cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wasn't it. <laughs> so with that, how did you or did you were you the one to end those relationships? Was there a conversation about ending it or did it kind of just fizzle out and we go our separate ways without anything being said so some of them one in particular that comes to mind I ended it because the 
boy didn't tell me that he had children. And so that was like three months into it. He had already said he loves me and he sprung that on me. So that was something where it was easy to end because that's not something that I was looking for at the time. Like I was younger. I thought it was weird that he hid that for so long. It is. Right. And he was also his, the mother of his two children was pregnant with their third. Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. That was an easy one to end. (laughs) Um, Because you can... Cause you can explain it. We were in the process of breaking up. It was one of those like accidentally happened on the last time we had two children previously with each other. I could actually take that better than us knowing each other. You said in three, in a month or three. We knew th- for three months and he hadn't told me. In three months, he hasn't told you that he has children. One on the way. Yeah. But has already said, I love you. Absolutely not. You are Looking for someone else to live with. I don't know. Yeah. We're not doing that. <laughs> that is so insane. Oh my it gosh. Was, well, and it's, yeah, it's, can you really love someone that you're not being totally honest with? You can't. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so either. He was a nice enough guy, but that, yeah, that was an easy, easy to end. I think it became easier and easier for me to end you know, flings or whatever that weren't working for me as I got older and more confident and it kind of been through more situations that I felt like I wasted more time than I should have. Even on dates, like I've been on dates that, you know, 30 minutes in, someone has said something totally offhand and I have gotten up and left. Whereas I would have sat through the date and maybe, you know, sent a nice text, but there's certain things that just became totally unacceptable and totally not worth my time. Um, so yeah. And I've, I've been broken up with too, like the longer relationships, you know, one of them, they broke up with me because I was a hot mess and I was, you know, (laughs) being kind of crazy, but I understand now looking back, like that person wasn't for me. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's easy. It's easy when you realize that you're only wasting your time and pretending or ignoring the red flags isn't worth it. Cause at the end you're just, you're going to have to deal with it eventually or not. And then that's sad because you're going to spend your life with someone that you don't really enjoy being with. Because you mentioned it, let's talk about a little bit red flags. Do you have a, like your heart just, these are absolute like red flags that you have identified. Do you mean when I was on the apps, like profile wise or in person, if I, you know, if they said a certain thing or did a certain thing. Both. Both. <laughs> both. So before, yeah, before I actually would meet someone, a red flag, definitely like love bombing. There's a lot of guys out there who just, I don't, I honestly don't know what they get out of it, but love bomb you and then never want to actually meet up. So I would, you know, for a while be like, Oh my God, I'm so excited to meet this guy. He's in love with me. And I'm like, you know, after that happened a few times, that's weird. <laughs> like, You shouldn't even like me before we meet, you know? Um, so I think love bombing is a huge one. And I think that's become more and more common and again I don't know what guys get out of that or girls get out of that when they do it doesn't make sense yeah um red flags I did a whole episode on red flags now I'm blanking (laughs) (laughs) what are red flags for you guys so I'm very opinionated so there's some like political ideologies that is a non-starter when it comes to like the apps because it's just like you're not going to change my mind and I'm not going to change yours. So why are we going to waste each other's times? Right. And I'm definitely the person who is, I want us to agree. Like agreeing is like the foundation on certain ideologies. So it's like, it's a non-starter if we, if we don't agree. Um, Do you feel like you're able to see, cause I feel like a lot of times I don't know. Like, I feel like, 
because the guys that I wouldn't go for, I feel like try to hide certain viewpoints. Maybe like they don't put it on profiles. I don't know. Um, there's certain guys that I've gone out with and then they say kind of their stance on certain things. And I'm like, oh, that okay. <laughs> I a, couple of, a couple of them have like slipped past where or I, I met them organically and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, you're really cute. And you get to start talking to someone that always killed crushes in high school. I hated when they would talk because almost immediately I'd find something wrong with them. And so like as an adult, as I've gotten older, the conversation, if the conversation steers that I don't try to steer conversations in that way. Cause I'm not really trying to be mad on a daily basis, but there's <laughs> like, but there's sometimes some things somebody will say that I'll be like, let's rewind that back and follow up questions that'll easily just be like, Oh, so we can be cool, but like, we're not going past this. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think some red flags that I have been able to like notice right away is I can't stand when a guy's inconsistent. Mm. And so it's just one of those things where it's like, because I've gotten to know you if we're having conversations or things like that. And like, there's a day that goes by or a couple of days and you don't. And then also lack of communication that goes in, that goes with it also, where it's just Mm -hmm. like, okay, if you're going to be gone or busy, because this is how we had started communicating. If you don't at least let me know why, or, Hey, I'm going to be MIA for a bit, but everything's good. Like, nah, I don't really like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then another one is showing signs of control, like controlling behavior. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know. I used to think like jealousy and like all that was so cute. And now it's like, if I don't show you any reason to be nervous about what I'm doing, then don't treat me like a child. Like, yeah. If, if you're trying to be like, where are you going? Who are you going with? Uh, no, don't, you can't go out if you, you know, whatever. I, that's so gross. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, it's like the, oh, are you sure you really want to wear that? Oh, God. Ooh, like, no. Okay. Never oh, mind. <laughs> exactly. Block? Like, no. <laughs> no, mine was, um, I like to keep things in the app. I don't like giving my phone number out to everybody. I find it weird. And um, this person was very adamant about like, well, can I get your number? I was like, no, I'm not going to give you my number. Like, I'd like to stay in the app until we meet up. And then if we like each other after meeting in person, then I'll feel comfortable giving you my number. They're like, well, can we WhatsApp? And I was just like, I guess, but it's still your phone number is tied to it. Yeah. And so then they were like, well, I just really need to FaceTime you because I, I've been tricked by people in the past. And I was just like, I really don't want to. And they, so then the next day they're like, I just really need to face it. I was like, okay. That's and then, <laughs> what, and, then it, and the funny thing is this was like a span of like three days. Like we matched initial messages one day, day two, day two, day three. We, I was just like, fine, we'll FaceTime. Cause I, I need you to stop asking about it. Day four. I was just like, with my girlfriends, I was just like, here are some reasons why I don't think that we'll work out with each other. And I wish you the best, but like, I just can't. Yeah. Because it's just like, you're not listening to, I understand what you need, but you're not listening to what I need. Like two weeks wouldn't have made a difference. That's that lack of boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's huge. I was just, my friend was talking about that today. She started talking to this guy and he, they did exchange numbers Cause she felt like a really instant connection, but she's not a big texter and he will constantly text her. And she said, Hey, I'm really busy today. You know, I won't have much time to talk. I'll text you later. And he texted her a bunch and like, wasn't respecting that. So she said it a few times. And I'm like, at this point, I'll, what, what else are you going to do? Literally say, stop texting me. And at that point it's just annoying. And you don't want to talk to that person anymore. Yeah. Too much. Too much. too much too soon like way too soon <laughs> yeah yeah like you said it at first it kind of sounds cute when they're like oh well I just want to make sure you're okay or I just want to talk to you but it just feels way too possessive too soon like yeah I just can't 
with that. Do you guys know your, well, Amanda, do you know your love language? Yes, I do. It's definitely words of affirmation, but also I'm starting to find that um, physical touch is huge, which is funny because I don't like, so I was at a bachelorette party this weekend and saying goodbye. I was like, oh my God, I have to hug everyone goodbye. Like, I don't want to <laughs> hug people. But like with my partner, it's like, I want to be always physically touching them. Like just even, you know, arms are touching or like my legs are on them. So definitely words of affirmation the most because I am anxious, like I'm insecure. What is it called? In, insecure attachment. Mm-hmm. There's like the attachment styles too. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to constantly be told <laughs> that, but do you still like me? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> Oh, that's huge for me. Um, you still like me your... if I was a worm. <laughs> I just saw that today. <laughs> this is a little video with the, the little cartoon. <laughs> mine are, um, I feel like mine was like, words of affirmation was definitely the top one. And then I can never remember if it was physical touch and quality time I think those were like within a point of each other if not the same so mine is definitely my top one is quality time and then my least important to me is physical touch (laughs) that's just always been me for those that know me (laughs) please don't touch me um but have you realized have you realized that when it comes to dating because everybody's love languages are different, has a different points and everything like that. Have you realized that it's sometimes harder to love somebody in their language when it's not yours? Yes. Yeah. And accept that they don't need the same things that you need. Yeah. I definitely, definitely have. But yeah, definitely. It is hard. But I think it's also the more you learn about yourself and are able to ask the questions. Like, cause if you love someone, you want to give them what they want rather than what you want. So yeah, I'm just thinking the whole words of affirmation thing. I had a boyfriend who, cause I, I do need, I love to say, I love you. I love, you know, and we had said, I love you. And I said it one day. And then I said it the next day and he said, well, I didn't realize we we're going to be saying it every day. And I'm like, that guy might just not have actually loved me, but yeah. it, was like, it was, it was going, Oh my gosh, no. Okay. I need someone who is going to be okay with, with saying that. And I'm not like saying it every other sentence, but when I'm feeling it and I say it, I want to feel comfortable saying it and not feel like I'm going to be shamed. For yeah. Emotions. Yeah. So that was, that was a learning point for me. Cause it definitely wasn't like, oh, I need to change the way that I show my love for this guy because he needs to receive love in a different way. It was, oh no, that guy doesn't love me because he, he wouldn't have been mad at me for saying, I love you. The okay. day after you said it, like, yeah. it was weird. Very. He also, yeah, he was, he was special. He was interesting. <laughs> I didn't realize how much um, your love language plays a part in relationships, especially when it doesn't match up. So learning so learning to love somebody in their love language, I do think is important. And then vice versa for them to learn to love you in your language and then finding that common ground of being able to being able to show them love the way that you show love and then being able to show them love that the way that they want to be loved. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times I'm just like, mine is quality time. So I just want to spend time with you. This is what we're going to do. But then when I realize, oh, there's those words of affirmation, I'm just like, you want me to say what? I have to use my (laughs) words, huh? So it was just just learning having to learn that I have to take a step back and realize that the way that I like to be loved doesn't always work for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with the word love, do you believe in true love or soulmates? I do. I just have always said, I don't think that soulmate means there's only one person out there for you. 
Cause I think there are so many people in the world and there have been so many people and there will be so many people that I think when you find someone who you feel comfort, you feel safe and you feel like you can give your full self to like, that is a soulmate. I don't think that there's only one person out there for everyone. So is that, I don't know if that's contradicting the word soulmate. I think you can have more than one, if that makes sense. It does. Not, not at the same, for me, not at the same time. Like I am monogamous, but I think, you know, there's people that lose a spouse or, you know, go through a divorce, but at one point, like did love the person that they were with and do love the person they end up with after. So I don't know. No, I agree. You agree. Yeah, I think both uh, romantically, they're more like archetypes that mesh well together. Not necessarily like this soul and this soul are the only two that can ever be perfectly aligned. I think that like an amalgamation of different personalities and whatever can mesh very well. So I think like you, that um, you can have more than one soulmate in life. But I also think that you can have platonic soulmates, like best fr- like best friends or people that you know that you are supposed to meet in life and like make, you know, a difference to who you are as a person. Hopefully for the best, but sometimes not so much. I love that. Most one of my good answers because <laughs> I still don't know if I believe in true love or soulmates. That's why I asked the question, so I don't have an answer because I don't know. <laughs> well, if you find out, let us know too <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, with dating or even with your uh, current boyfriend, have you introduced him to your friends or family, or when do you know to introduce? your significant other to friends and families yeah so I kind of was in was a can I swear yeah I was definitely an asshole and I my friend was coming into town and she's a girl that I've known since birth because our moms were high school friends and she was like oh my gosh we really want to meet your boyfriend her and her husband we really want to meet your boyfriend you should invite him over on Saturday I was like oh perfect like that you know we'll meet you guys And then she's like, oh, yeah, it's my dad's 70th birthday party. So your parents will be there, too. And I'm like, oh, perfect. We'll just get (laughs) all done with at the same time. So I asked my boyfriend, I said, are you around on Saturday? He said yes. And I'm like, perfect. You already said you're around. So you're going to meet everyone. (laughs) So mean. But um, I think it I think it went perfectly because he is kind of a shy person and he wasn't the center of attention. And he's good. He didn't have to be one-on-one with my parents. My brother, my little brother was there. And I feel like he was a good kind of, you know, Uh he's younger. You can talk. Yeah. So it went really well. And I, you know, I said, we don't have to stay for long. We can leave, you know, it started at seven. We can leave in a few hours, whatever. And I kept checking in with him and we stayed until two and we just, you know, hung out. So that was best case scenario. I my biggest fear is always, are they going to be able to hold a conversation with my parents? Mm -hmm. And at this point I'm like, you're an adult. Like anyone should be able to just have a conversation. And I know it's, I get super nervous too. Like I met my boyfriend's parents and I was so nervous. Um, I'm a Spanish teacher. They speak Spanish. And even still, like I was afraid I was going to forget everything. So it was (laughs) that added layer, but if you can't hold a conversation, if you can't be personable and like be in the moment, then it's like embarrassing for me. I'm like, Oh my God, everyone's going to wonder why I like this person. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think there's a set amount of time you have to wait. I think it definitely should be someone you're serious about. Like I've, I've never just introduced, you know, a fling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys typically wait a certain amount of time or is it just kind of like a gut feeling? You're like, okay. Um, I haven't been in a relationship worth introducing to family yet. Okay. Um, 
my siblings and I all have this rule that like you only introduce people that are going to matter. Mm-hmm. And so I, I haven't yet. <laughs> so that's basically the same. Yeah. Um, it's one of those, I know I'm not bringing anybody around my mother and basically unless there is a ring on my finger, mm-hmm. like, cause she's not interested in just going to be here and gone. I don't really care to get to know you. So it's just mm-hmm. like, if it is serious, haven't had that happen, but that's when, if they meet my mother, that's how I know it's serious, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you said, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for both, like, <laughs> well, for you specifically, and also for my, myself and my family. But I also have, like, <laughs> I almost feel bad for the person that I end up with. Because <laughs> there is a travel itinerary <laughs> of people that we have to have, like, interactions with. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, well, we can't get married if you can't get, you know, get along with my family in Florida, Atlanta, Virginia, New York. (laughs) (laughs) I've got some cousins out in Cali that'll definitely want to meet you. Um, And some friends in Chicago. (laughs) So it's a world tour. (laughs) But they should want to meet all those people, too. Yes. These are all like very important people in my life who... I would want you to get along with. So with that, would the opinion of your friends and family have a heavy say in not, I want, I don't want to say it's like a make it or break it, but do they have sway in your relationship based off of their opinions? Definitely. Because I was in a relationship where my friends didn't like the guy and didn't really, well, I didn't want to hear that at the time, but looking back, like they were right. And I think, you know, my, my family knows me because they've known me my whole life. My friends, I've had most of my friends in my life for more than 20 years. So they know me and they know if someone's bringing the best out of me and if someone's not. So I definitely value their opinion. If it was something like silly, but I don't think like my family and friends wouldn't, get tripped up by something unless it was serious unless unless they knew it mattered to me um so I would definitely want them to tell me if they felt a type of way about the person that I am seeing Mm -hmm. sometimes you do have like blinders on for whatever reason but I'm hoping I'm hoping that gets those get smaller and smaller with time like the more experiences you've had where you've been burned or where you've been Mm -hmm. like oh yeah that guy wasn't it So, yeah. And it sounds like both of you would a hundred percent, like not marry someone if your family didn't approve. (laughs) I think I agree with you because it has to be, I don't think my family would, would, um, why did my brain just go in? (laughs) I don't think my family would just like be like, he's not tall enough. So you should break up with him. Like, I think that they would only come to me with a concern. Like you said, if they thought this person wasn't being bringing out the best in myself, or if there was like a weird drastic change, change in my personality that Mm -hmm. wasn't good, that I think that they would be like, no, at least I hope they would. And I also hope they would do it pretty early in the relationship and, you know, not with divorce and legal fees. (laughs) (laughs) right save me the money please (laughs) so is marriage a goal for you it definitely is yeah I think I've been lucky to to be surrounded by good examples of marriage and you know even celebrating the bachelorette this weekend like my one of my really good friends is getting married in next next Saturday um and just seeing how excited she is and seeing you know I've known her boyfriend for four years now and just seeing like how much they care for each other. And they did the newlyweds game where they try to have their answers match. And it was just so cute to see, like their answers were so similar, even in the way, like one of the questions was what is the most annoying thing? What does Nicole think the most annoying thing about me is? And the response was literally like, she's going to think this first, but then she'll say this. 
And that's (laughs) literally what my friend, like the thought process was there. So I do want to find someone who is like my other half. And, Mm -hmm. and I know everyone says marriage is hard, but I, I want that. Like I want that person that you work through life with and I want kids. I want someone to build a family with. So marriage is definitely a goal. And, you know, my parents have been married for 30 something years and, you know, they've definitely been through, like, I remember being a kid and like, they weren't always picture perfect, but now they're like, so happy empty nesters living their best life, you know, doing all the things. So that, that's a goal for me. I want that so much. So with that, I know, um, people have expectations of what marriage would look like. Would you have that conversation of kind of what, um, this is kind of what I expect or what I kind of want to happen in marriage before even talking about like engagement or anything like that? Yeah, I think so. Cause I think for me, I'm, I'm not traditional in the sense of gender roles. So I wouldn't want anything to go, you know, I wouldn't want us to have those conversations and then us get married and him think like, Oh, I thought that you were just going to stay at home and like be a, and like my boyfriend wouldn't be like that, but that's an important conversation to have Mm -hmm. and having conversations about finance and, you know, what kind of steps are coming up next. Like, I think the person that you're going to be with forever, you should be able to have every single conversation with as Mm -hmm. tough as they may be, because like you said before the divorce happens, like you want, you want to have those conversations before you are married and before mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of not stuck, but yeah, if you have that conversation and you don't align before you get married, it's a lot easier to separate and go your separate ways than if you were already married. So yeah, I think whatever conversation we would need to have and, you know, we've talked about being together we haven't really, you know, gone super deep yet because mm-hmm. for me, I'm so, so nervous. I'm so like, you know, in my head, it's only been seven months, but also in my head, I've been through enough to kind of know what's important to me. So have all the conversations <laughs> like, and I, that's, that's tough for me because I'm not good at talking at all. <laughs> <laughs> like about the real stuff. Okay. I'll sit on here and blabber on and on about that date <laughs> like, when it comes to serious things. And that's why words of affirmation, he's really good at, at giving words of affirmation and like talking me down from my anxiety and like, Oh my God, like, are you, you know, cheating on me? And he's like, no, I wouldn't tell you that you're like forever. If, if I was seeing other people or whatever, but mm-hmm. Those are important conversations to have and yeah. I'm learning how to have them. <laughs> hey, you're a work in progress. Yes, definitely. <laughs> you know, because it's wild when people say I do and that's literally when they start having the conversations they probably should have had before getting yeah. married or just like, oh, I said I do. Let's start a family oh, I didn't want kids. Like, that's something you should have known beforehand. Yeah. Right. And One of our, ever, I'm so oh, No, no, go on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, we had a guest um, in season two, I believe, um, that was like, oh, we got married. And he suddenly thought that we were supposed to have dinner parties because that's what married people did. They'd never had a dinner party in their life together. (laughs) They were just, he was just like, well, we're married now. Married people have dinner parties. So it's just like weird expectations that end up coming up if you're not having those conversations on what happens after I do. Yeah. That's such an interesting thought process. (laughs) They were older than what we are now. So they were in their late twenties, early thirties and the early two thousands. So it made a little bit more sense back then. And maybe even I'm sure people still have dinner parties now, but they were just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Amanda, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out to come and talk to us. And we are 
rooting for you. All right. Who knows? Maybe we'll have an update further down the line. But before we let you go, we have one last question that we ask all of our guests. And that question is, is marriage worth it? That's a big question. I say yes, I do. If you do all the things that you mentioned, have the conversations, connect, like understand how to give each other love in your love languages. I think it's I think it's worth it. I say yes. (laughs) All righty. There you have it. It is a I say yes from Amanda. You can go ahead and plug anything that you would like to. All right. Well, thank you both so much for having me on here. I like I said, I'm Amanda with Dating Will Be the Death of Me. You can find me on anywhere that you would listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, um, Anchor, Good Pods. And I'm also on social media on Instagram at Dating Will Be the Death of Me and Twitter at Dating Death of Me. And yeah, just, you know, listen if you want, subscribe, follow, and hopefully I won't have any bad updates in the future. And hopefully we can have that that good update down the road. (laughs) You can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MarriageWorthIt. You can also email us at MarriageWorthIt at gmail.com. I'm Monique. And I'm Janelle. And this has been... Is marriage worth it? <laughs>